and through the conversation it came up that he has a, a property that he rents out in jersey and he was saying that he's interested in using our services for that property if one of my female friends was calling me at two three o'clock in the morning every night it's like yo i can't be there for you because i have a girlfriend so it's like damn are we really friends the business podcast starts in three Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. I decided I want to help create a thousand millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I love to do every day and being transparent while documenting the process to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. So first, I want to start off by giving a shout out to the Bamboo Project family. My goal is to see, is it really possible for someone like me to be worth a billion dollars? We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we're not on it, we're about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 350 videos on our channel. Dr. Sabian Spark Cooking Tutorials, we got that. Travel Lifestyle Vlogs, got it. Makeup, got it. Hair Growth, got it. Real Estate, got it. Basketball, got it. It's everything us. We post something on our story pretty much every day. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. For us, that's the food project, the music project, the clothing project, the fitness project, the sports project, and the Bamboo Project podcast, which you are listening to right now. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter 2, page 70 of this story. So, this podcast has four different segments, all right? We have the life update, which is self-explanatory. It's a life update of what we went through last week. Episode playback, that's a recap of last week's episode and the things I could have done better. Then we have Donovan's questions, which is a question that I had earlier in the week that I want to bring to you guys. And then we have the topics of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is July 22nd? I believe July 22nd. First. July, July 21st. And what time is it? 6.35. 6.35 p.m. Uh, today's actually a Wednesday. Just wanna, uh, I'll come back to the, you know why we're shooting on a Wednesday because you know, Tuesdays are for podcasts. Uh, but before we get into the life the topics of the day or the life update, my bad, will be the screen time. I think personally, I spend too much time on my phone and the less I monitor my screen time, the more money social media makes off of me. So that's why every week I like to know how much time I spent on my phone, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, stuff like that. That way I can kind of manage it because I don't want to mindlessly use my phone and then I find out that I wasted half the day on my cell phone, which has been happening very often. So for this week, my daily average uh, is eight hours and six minutes. Uh, Let's see. Tuesday, which was yesterday, I was on my phone for 12 hours and four minutes. Today, I've been on my phone for six hours and four minutes today. So eight hours and five minutes on Monday and Sunday was six hours and 12 minutes. Now, what I spend most of my time on is YouTube, which that's for the whole week. It has to be the whole week. I just choose a day. I want to say that's crazy. All right. So Instagram today, I've been on my on my phone on Instagram for two hours and 14 minutes. YouTube, an hour and 13 minutes. The image app, 41 minutes, which I think is kind of crazy. The image app is what I'm using right now to see myself on my television with my phone. Um, I see myself on my phone from my camera. Uh, Safari, 37 minutes. Twitter, 20 minutes. Messages, 13 minutes. And mail, 12 minutes. And it has 71 pickups, which I think is I don't know if that's good or bad. The fact that I have 71 pickups and I've been on my phone for, what is this, six hours? I'm assuming that means I'm on my phone. Once I pick my phone up, I'm on it longer. As opposed to before where I'll pick up my phone all the time just to check it to see if I have anything and put my phone down. So that's what I've been doing with my phone this week. Hello, this is Jesse calling from New York City Hospitals. Is there been easier to get a free and safe COVID-19 vaccine and get your vaccination now? Help so to get back. Bruh. 
So first, I'm going to start off with why the podcast is starting on Wednesday or being done on Wednesday and not Tuesday. Last Saturday, we went to Melissa's brother's graduation, and there are some assumptions as to why Melissa could be sick. So she hasn't been feeling very well. She's had the runs. She's been vomiting. She's had headaches, and she has a fever. So... If you go by what everybody says with those symptoms, you could believe or assume that she would have the Delta variant, right? And I still to this day don't really know what the symptoms of the Delta variant are, but everybody that we have told that Melissa is sick has assumed that she is going to die from the Delta variant, right? So personally, I think that she has food poisoning because the day, maybe a day or two after that party, she had Chinese food. And the Chinese food, according to her, didn't really look right. Uh, it did look kind of stale to me, too, when I saw it. So I think that it's food poisoning. And she's kind of been out of commission for about a day and a half, almost two days. So everybody's kind of, like I said, been assuming that she has this coronavirus stream. So yesterday was we would have did the podcast but yesterday i was doing in the morning i had to do my therapy call which i'll get into a little bit later and then i went to melissa's mom's house to pick up some soup for her some chicken fried foot soup chicken chicken soup chicken soup chicken foot soup chicken foot soup yes chicken foot soup all right um i've i'm not a i've never had it and people say i'm jamaican i should have eaten it by now but the fact something about a foot being in a soup to me foot uh, chicken foot and pigtail and pig nose and all these other extremities. I personally don't want to eat those kind of things, but I may try it. I may. I had a dumpling yesterday, so that might count as trying it. Uh, but as far as I don't even think I saw chicken foot in there. She told me her mom told me yesterday that I would not see the actual chicken foot in the soup. So maybe it's just regular soup. Who knows? I don't know. But I'll try it. Um, so I went over there, took an Uber there yesterday, and then I came back over here after that right so when i got back it was probably like seven o'clock and i could have still done the podcast but i had to do something else what else did i do yesterday after the podcast uh but there was something that i felt like i did when i got home after the when i got here well i had to eat i didn't eat all day so i didn't make some burgers right but Either way, that was the main reasons why I decided not to do the podcast yesterday. So we're here today on Wednesday. And uh, what was I going to say? Mm -mm -mm. Oh, right. Okay. On the way back from Melissa's mom's house, right? She was telling me that she thinks Melissa has the coronavirus covid all of the different delta strains right now i didn't even know what the symptoms were like i said before so on the way back i'm like you know what let me look them up because when i was talking to her mom her mom said that the symptoms for this are different than covid because these symptoms are uh fever they said that the symptoms are also headache uh what is it vomiting runs all those type of things right so in my head, when I hear this, I automatically think this sounds like a flu. Like this sounds like somebody just has a cold. So it's it's almost impossible to differentiate between a cold and Corona at this point because all the symptoms are exactly the same. So I thought, like, you know what? Maybe she does have it. It's possible because, you know, it's out there running around rampant. So I figured maybe she does have it. So I decided I was going to look up the symptoms for this Delta strain, right? So it's very odd to me that I looked up these symptoms and I saw that there are about five other strains that I've never heard about. There is a, a if you know what is, it, is that Greek with Elsalon? What is that called? Mm, I think so. Like the letters. Right. If you think about the Greek sororities, right? So we have the Delta strain, and then we have that's the one that's killing everybody right now. But it's also an epsilon strain. There's a lobotomy strain, lobot or something with an L. Uh, I believe it's also an alpha strain. I did not see a beta strain, and I don't know what you. What do you say? What's C? You know what C is? No. A cuck. Maybe it's a cuck. I don't know. But either way, uh, I didn't see that. But I just thought it was odd that I have not heard about any of these other strains other than the Delta variant. Maybe because that's the only one killing people. 
I don't know how they can even tell. How do they even know which strains are actually causing deaths in people? How do they know that each coronavirus is different? Do they have something that only tests for the Delta strain? Listen, I don't know. I don't listen. I don't get involved in all of that stuff because it, it's, it's madness. Every other week, we're going to die from something, uh, the different strain. Uh, the, the, everybody's dying from something, from all these different coronavirus stuff. So, like I said, I don't get involved in that stuff personally. But that is the reason why we are starting the podcast on Wednesday today. And Melissa is in the bed. You can hear her over there coughing up a lung. She's about to die and, and uh, deteriorate from her different Greek sorority viruses. Hmm? You're not going to die. Oh, she's chilling, I guess. With the bubble guts. Okay. So, I said, I think it's food poisoning, but, you know, it would make for better content on YouTube if Melissa had the Delta strain. Because then, then I could be like, I could say, girlfriend catches Delta strain question mark right something like that because you know youtube loves that kind of stuff but either way uh life update uh something that happened to me last week i'm gonna go back into this airbnb thing because i have i'm just very stressed about airbnb personally right now um i've been stressed out all week by it and it's kind of annoying because for me anxiety is when you are stuck between two different decisions whether you want either you're gonna do it something or you're not gonna do it the thought of going back and forth between the two, to me, is what causes anxiety. That's the feeling you get inside your chest where you feel like you're vibrating. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to do. To me, anxiety. So that's what I've been feeling all week. The reason why is because, as I talked about on last week's episode, we had the opportunity to possibly get three Airbnb units all at once, which would be the whole building. And then we would probably within the next six to eight months be able to acquire seven more units from that person, which would be the whole floor of one building and then another building where we would also get the whole floor. So it's kind of just like we could have possibly secured like 12 to 15 Airbnbs within six, seven months. Right. And it's it's so many missteps. I feel like that happened on the way to get there. Um, but the last thing that we went through was the guy wanted four months of security deposit because there are three units. It will be 2000 per unit. That's 6,000 as would be, would be considered one unit, right? So at 6,000 times four, that puts you at $24,000 and we would have to start off with that. That's not including what other furniture we would have had to put into place. So. I feel like as we started out, we just kept getting worse and worse because I think if we had just went with what he said in the beginning and just said, yes, we would have already been in there. But the more we negotiated, the more they want to verify who we are, if we can afford it. They want to run my credit, which right now is not very good. And then they wanted to see my income from the company. That's not very high. And then I tried to use my other company, which owns the building in uh, Harlem with my family. I tried to use that. They didn't want to go with that because they said they wanted them to be a co-signer. So, um, so like I said, at this point, it's just, it's stressful because they came back and they said, listen, either you have a co-signer on the property or you do the four months deposit. So me and Melissa sat down, we thought about it and we said, okay, we'll just have to do the four months deposit because I personally don't think that my family is going to want to co-sign on the Airbnb just because that's not really how they get down. Uh, they really are about self-preservation and i feel like as far if if they have to extend themselves in a way that could affect them negatively they usually won't do it if they can do it without there actually being any blowback on them then they have no problem doing it but if there's a possibility that something could go wrong for them they won't do it so because of that i didn't want to get them to sign on it so i said okay let's just try and do the, the four months deposit um shout out to chris because he's doing that brought it to us and he was going to go and partner with us on this deal and he would have put up money for the first for one of the units as far as the uh, furniture goes. So that would save us about five to seven thousand dollars on the furniture. We would only have to put up the twenty four thousand plus the furniture for each apartment would have been two minus three minus Chris's. So that would have been about ten to fourteen thousand dollars. So we could do that because we got some loans. We have some extra money on the side that we can use to do that. I text him that, hey, you know what? Let's do that. We'll do the four months security deposit. We will need two months rent free, right? So actually, yeah, I said two months rent free because we're doing a two-year lease. I said I want January and February of next year to be free. And I want the two months that we pay for security deposit to go towards 
the two, bro, they wanted four months. So how they split up the four months was like this. They said they wanted us to pay the first month's and the second month's rent, right? Or first and last. But we wanted to apply to the first and second. Then they wanted us to put a two-month security deposit down. So what I said was instead of putting the last month's rent at the end, put it at the second month. So we could just pay it for July, for uh, August and September, right? So that way we don't have to worry about rent for two months. And then when it gets slow of next year in January and February, we have those two months free. That's what I told them. And I also said that we need three weeks from the day we signed the lease to move in. I text him this probably on Monday. Today is Thursday. I have not heard back. So I feel as though I'm not really liking how this is going. I would rather either a yes or a no. Give me something because then we can work with that. If we have a yes, then we can start moving and get things pushing. If we have a no, then we know that the money that we have from the company that gave us a credit, which is Capital on Tap, they gave us $20,000 on a credit card, then we could go and use them uh for building our credit and then also for the house that we're still uh renovating in philadelphia that was or that is the plan but i can't really make any moves until i know exactly what they are doing i don't know what they want to do as far as as far as whether they're going to say yes or no i don't have an i don't have an answer so until we know whether or not they're going to answer and say something like i said i kind of feel like i'm stuck um so on the bright side though melissa did get has a job sort of it's a she works she's working she has two weeks where she will get paid and then it can turn into a more permanent job and she's getting paid well i believe we don't know yet it's either 900 a week or 900 for the first two weeks we're not really sure and she's working as a personal assistant in the film industry so that could definitely help us with increasing our credit uh score and kind of alleviating some of the bills that we have and kind of helping us with either Airbnb or renovations or whatever kind of uh, miscellaneous expenses come up. So that's, like I said, we have something to look forward to. But the fact that it's still in my mind that I don't know whether or not we're going to get the Airbnb is what's the most stressful part. Because it's like, I want to call, which I'm going to do, but I don't know when to call. I don't want to rush it. So I figure I'd wait until Friday, which is probably when this will come out, and on at least on YouTube, and then I'll call them then. Uh, I had told my friend to call them today. He wasn't able to call them. So like I said, I just said, you know what? Don't call them. I'll give them a couple more days and then I'll follow up and say, hey, what are we doing on that? The only thing personally that I think may have set them back or made them weary again is the three week thing. That's the only thing in my mind I'm thinking like, okay, maybe that's the reason why they're thinking uh, they're kind of pussyfooting around because they're like, you want three weeks from the day that you sign. That means that you're going to move in on the second week of August, which means that we don't get the whole month of rent for that month. That's what, I'm, that's what my mind's going through, right? This is all the things I'm thinking about because I have not got an answer. I have no communication from them. So until I get communication from them, I'm going to be in limbo. But there was something that happened last week that I don't think I brought up on a podcast, which is kind of crazy. On the way back from Philadelphia, we took an Uber in Jersey, right? And it was so crazy. We were sitting, we just dropped the, we just, ooh, we just dropped off the car for Turo and we were taking an Uber back to the train. So we waited for the Uber and a, a Lexus pulls up. So I'm thinking to myself, Alexis, no, this is like the regular Uber, not the expensive Uber or whatever they're called. I don't know if it's Uber Black. I don't know exactly which each one is called, but this is the lowest tier of Uber. And I'm looking thinking, oh, wow, that's kind of odd. That's a Lexus for this kind of car. Mind you, it's interior, leather, everything. I'm like, wow. So we get in the car and I just ask the guy like, hey, you driving around as a Lexus, in a Lexus for Uber? He's like, yeah. So I'm kind of curious and I'm thinking, well, what did this guy do? Why does he want to drive around in this? I'm thinking the parts are going to be expensive. You might not be able to, you might not want to have to pay all this money for this car uh, to do this job driving around all day. So come to find out this guy was actually a mechanical engineer. He builds uh, industrial knitting machines, I believe he said. And then he also is a real estate agent. Mind, he's probably like in his 60s or something. And he also does the Uber and something else. I forgot what the other one was. But throughout talking, right, he was, you know, I kind of brought up while we were in Philadelphia. And he was saying like, oh, that sounds really cool. So how does that really work exactly? So we explained it to him. And through the conversation, it came up that he has a, a property that he rents out in Jersey. And he was saying that he's interested in using our services for that property we haven't really talked about how we would set that up whether we would do like a property management thing or whether we would do we just pay the lease ourselves and then we just uh you know 
kind of keep the money and give him the rent. But I think it was crazy because we just came from Philadelphia on the three unit situation and then get in the car to deal with, to hit, you know, run into that guy. He has his own property in Jerry. So I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be great. So he said that the person who's there right now will probably leave in about three to four months. So we're going to kind of follow up with him just to kind of see where we're at with that. But listen, y'all seen this before. This is how this happens. I feel like I say that term very often on the podcast or excuse me, on the um, on the, the wholesale videos, because we get really close to a lot of things and then way down the line, we finally get the thing we wanted to, but we never get it exactly when we plan on getting it. So we were supposed to get the Atlanta Airbnb. That didn't turn out the way we wanted it to be. We was also plan on getting this Philadelphia Airbnbs that kind of went sideways. Uh, the rental property, we got it. We ended up getting it, which wasn't, again, was never planned. And then we kind of went over budget renovation. And then we found a way to kind of escape that pitfall of having of not have, not having enough money to actually complete the renovation. So, like I said, we're kind of, we just, we're, 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 we're uh, stumbling to the, to the finish line. That's kind of how, as long as we get to the finish line, I feel like everything will be all right. But in the main, in the middle is where the most stressful part is at. Um, so, like I said, I'm just waiting to see what happens with this Airbnb. I'm going to follow up with this guy in Jersey about that one. And then, worst case scenario, nothing works out. We still have the property in Philadelphia, we go with Air, we will, which we will Airbnb out. So, it's like... We gonna have an Airbnb this year. How many or where they at? I can't really tell you, but we're gonna have multiple, at least one this year. Um, so, what else happened this week? Oh, okay. So, I uh, I had my therapy call yesterday. You know, I want to switch gears a little bit off the Airbnb thing. I think that's all I have as far as that goes. I've been using BetterHelp for therapy for my mental health. You know, that's the new uh, buzzword now. You know, that's what everybody's doing mental health and. I, I'm starting to get this feeling that I want to, I don't want to say that it's not helpful. It definitely is helpful, but I think that at the end of the day, it's a business. So I feel like I start to kind of feel the business part of it when I talk to the guy. Um, I feel like they want me to follow up. I feel like they want me to use the app. I feel like they want to get engagement to help their numbers as opposed to exactly what I would need. And the reason I say that is because he had asked me last week to throughout the week to text him things that I'm thinking about through the week. I never normally do that. So I said, you know what? Fine. I'll try that. I didn't get any responses for that. So when I, when that happens, I'm texting him multiple times throughout the week, which he had asked me to do. I get no response. I'm like, okay, this must be an engagement thing because if, if you're getting somebody that writes into the app, he asked me to use my journal. He was pretty much asking me or pushing on me to use the app more. And then uh, what was the other thing that happened? He always tells me that I should set an appointment for next week. Right now to me, like I said, doing this YouTube thing and kind of running a little you know business here or there, I can, I can get a strong feeling when someone's trying to sell me something and that is kind of what i'm starting to get however between the selling from the beginning and the end in the middle of it i do still feel like there is some valuable information that he's giving me one of the things that i got last week or yesterday was coping mechanisms so i know that now that i can tell when i am anxious about something i need to figure out how to release that energy um with the airbnb situation what i was doing was i was punching the rain the rain the uh the pillows and the couch and even i was punching some water in the shower i was just trying to release this energy because i feel like it's pent up energy that i can't get out because i don't i'm not as active as i used to be and then i also am not getting a response so because i don't have a response all the energy and the thoughts of it is building up in my body and i need a way to release it so i figured okay what kind of things can would you recommend? And he suggested that older people forget that we come from children. And he was saying to th- Google coping mechanisms for children and then try and do those same things. One of the examples he gave me was to try getting a pillow and screaming into it. And I thought, you know what? That actually might be a good idea. He also suggested I get 
a punching bag. I'm like, or some boxing gloves, which I thought about as well. So I personally like the, the pillow screaming thing because I feel as though I felt myself not scream, but like grunt, like, like I want to get this energy out. But I feel like maybe if I do scream into a pillow, maybe that would help. All I got to do is release energy. I feel like once I release it, I can kind of come back to a level, uh, a more regulated level because I don't like... I don't like having my body not know what's going on. I like to have to know, okay, we're doing this. This is happening. This is kind of like, all right, either you, we're doing something. Whatever it is that we're doing, I know we're doing. I don't like to be on the left and the right. Um, so those are some things I'm going to look into doing. I'm going to Google some more stuff. I want to get a punching bag, but listen, the main reason why we want Airbnb, the main, re- the, the main reason is we need the income to move from this studio. We have outgrown the studio and it's becoming a running joke. How long, how long like it's it's we're getting more stuff and have less space so even today or yesterday i bought a uh what is it called i bought a cat box for like a, a self-cleaning cat box right see it kind of large i'm like damn where can i put this we don't really have no more real floor space to put that anywhere so i'm just thinking to myself okay this is getting out of control now we got two cats we got two litter boxes we got a couch we it's just we got the bed and we have no space in the house to really do anything so that is for me the main reason why I want to move. I need to get, I need to just get more space. I did, like it's the room is getting smaller and smaller, and we are getting bigger. I'm getting, I'm getting, gaining weight, getting fat, uh, getting more stuff in here. So everything just getting smaller, and we're getting bigger and doing less. So we're in the house more, which is, all of those things are a bad combination. So right now I'm just trying to figure out what is the best way to get out of this place. That is what we need to do. And it's funny because when we first got here, we thought, oh, this place is amazing. This is a studio. Oh, my God. We don't even need that much space. This is great. We came in here. We only had, you know, pots and pans and, you know, a couple of little furniture things here and there. And we're like, oh, this is great. But as we started living here longer, doing more things, now we got camera equipment. We got a 60-inch TV. We got two tables. We got a couch. We got laptops and laptop stands. We got a cat tree. We got the bed over here. We got the stand for the the uh, whatever for, for the litter box. We got the garbage can, which is fairly large. And then we got the, the what is the thing called? The freaking uh, shoe rack. It's just the mirror. It's so much things that it's just like, damn, it's really starting. Chairs. Got chairs too. Forgot about that. So, like I said, we just need to get we need more space so uh i'm thinking hmm yes i would i would like to move to atlanta to a nicer place within three months four months that's all i like to do so could i force that to happen what would you let me ask you melissa what do you think if how would you if your goal was to move to atlanta four months like you were gonna be in Atlanta in four months, what would you do? Speaking. Hi, Donovan. Uh, my name is Jessica. Calling on behalf of ADG Research, doing a study for our residents here in New York. You happen to reside in New York? Uh, yeah, but I'm actually busy right now, so I can't talk. I know, so you get the vaccine or All right. I don't know what she said. Yeah, so if you got the vaccine. As they said, bro. Um, they wild. Um. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah, it's really, it's really, um, income, that's the thing. I think that we need, like, that's another thing to, yeah, it's just income. It's really income, and then I don't know how we would, like, report that. I don't know if they're going to ask for a tax return or whatever. So, that's really the main thing. Hmm. I think for the place that we want to get into, we have to be making like $18,000. Funny enough, 
it's weird because we don't actually have to make that much. Because if we were to get a corporate lease for one unit, we'd only have to pay, we only have to make like $7,000 a month. Yeah, something like, maybe like, let's say eight. Because most of the places were like $2,300. I mean, like I said, it depends. It depends. Because the place that I really want to move into is like $6,000 a month. Exactly. Ain't nobody doing it. Well, like, like I said, that's the place I really want to move into. Um, we can do 2000 or whatever, but that would be like a two-bedroom, one-bedroom situation. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about, like I said, my brain, I want to I want to go to the residence. That's where I want to live at. Live, um, that's my... Yeah, but they weren't $6,000. It was like $2,500. For a two bedroom. Um, so that's what seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, if we doing if we capitalizing a business at twenty k a month or fifteen k a month. Yeah. So like I said we got. Cause I said, I'm really I'm starting to get stressed out more and more just from the space. Uh, not doing not going outside as much. Just little little things start piling up. So. We're working on that. I'm trying to think what, you know, what we're going to brainstorm and figure out what that's going to be. I'm going to have to wait. What I've realized with myself is what I need to do in times like this is to just be patient. And my body does not like that. I fight with it all the time to just do nothing because my body is saying, Donovan, call this person, call that person, text that person, do this, do, do something, do a bunch of stuff to feel like you're busy. Even though I know that they are not always going to be. It, those things will not always produce a positive outcome. They might even produce nothing or even possibly a negative outcome. So it's like, okay, Don, we just have to wait. You just got to sit there and be patient. It's just all you got to do. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Just try and be as patient as I can because as much as I hate saying this, but things will come when it's meant to come. You can't force it. All you can do is when they come or the opportunity does come, just make sure that you take advantage of it. So, um, we also were in, like I said, we talked, I talked about the, ooh, I talked about this earlier. I'm not going to camera. I talked about earlier that Melissa and I had went to her family's house for the graduation event. Right. And a conversation that came up during this event was guys and girls being friends. Now, my stance on that is this. I do not believe that guys and girls can be friends. This is why I say that. My definition of a friend is somebody that, one, sleep over at your house. That's number one. Uh, two, I feel as though there should be no restrictions on how you communicate with your friend. I don't think that if I call one of my male friends and we talk for two or three hours at night, it would be a problem. If I was on the phone in the house with a female for three hours at 11 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at night to two o'clock in the morning, that would be a problem. That would be why are y'all, she calls you at 11 o'clock at night. Does she know that I'm here? Women don't ask that about men. Men, they don't go, does he know that I'm here with you? Why is he called? That doesn't really happen with men. So to me, I think that that already puts that strain on that relationship because you cannot do the same things that a regular friend would do. Now, a male friend would do. If you were single, that's fine. Your friend can call you. Your female friend can call you at 11 o'clock in the, that night, three o'clock in the morning. If she has an emergency and you want to go to her house, you can do that. I've had times where when I was in college, actually multiple times this would happen and it didn't work out very well. Have I told you about this before? I feel like I have. The, the girls I would help in college. When I had a girlfriend. So... Here's some some examples of what I would do when I was in college. One example, one instance was I was laying in bed with my then girlfriend and I got a call from one from my roommate. And he was like, yo, you know, your friend is in the in the, uh, the lunchroom going crazy. You got to come get her. She's drunk. I'm like, what? What's going on? He's like, yo, she's embarrassing. So you got to come out. You got to come get her. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, bro, you got to come out here. Right. So mind you, I'm, it's just, it's midnight probably after midnight so because this is my friend i get up and while i'm laying in bed with my girl we're watching a movie probably and i leave to go to get my female friend who at the time was drunk in the lunchroom she was licking napkins and throwing them on the floor she's making 
noise and the scene or whatever. And he was telling us to come get her. So I went to go get her and we carried her. Me and some other friends carried her back to her room and we kind of stayed there until she got better. She ended up having to go to the hospital, I believe, to get her stomach pumped, if I'm not mistaken. Um, my girlfriend at the time was not happy about that. She's like, why, you know, what's going on with that? Like you left here in the middle of the night. Can somebody else go do that? And I'm like, sure, somebody else could. They called me because that's my friend. So I went to go get her. Now, there's only so many times that could happen. There's only so many times you could do that. And then I feel as though you as a guy, if if a male friend had a situation like that and I went to go save them multiple times, I don't think that would necessarily cause insecurity in my girlfriend. I think that she might be annoyed where she's like, yo, why is your friend always acting crazy? Why is he, like, he needs to get it together. I don't think that she would feel like, why are you always going after this girl? He was going to her house in the middle of the night to help her. What's going on? I think that causes a problem. I also think that whenever a girl and a guy become friends, at some point, one of them likes the other one. And I mean romantically, one have sex. I don't think that people who are not attracted to other people become friends. Now, it doesn't have to be a physical attraction. It could be maybe the way they talk to other women. Maybe they're funny. They just make you feel good, right? So, at some point, at some point, I know for the guy, they are going to try to make a move on the girl. Like, more often than not, they're going to try and make a subtle move to see what kind of place they have with this other girl. And... If she gets if he gets denied, he will just be around until at some point she decides to go with him. And that could be in five years, 10 years, 20 years. But there's still that possibility of them at some point being together. This is what I've noticed as a guy who has had female friends or even talks to women while I have a girlfriend who are not my friend. 99% of the time. If I'm talking to, if I have a girlfriend and I'm on the phone with a girl, talking to a girl over text, if I have a girlfriend, she may, for the most part, all the time, honestly, all the time, will try and insult my girlfriend, right? And it's subtle jabs at my girlfriend, subtle jabs along the lines of, oh, she's doing that again. Oh man, I don't know why, true, you with her? Do you, do you like when she does those things? Oh, wow. Or you might get the... She does what? Oh, wow. I don't know how she... I would never do something like that. That doesn't make any sense. Why does she do that? It's little lines like that. So now you're on the phone with your girl, with your with this female friend, defending your girlfriend to her, right? Trying to qualify your girlfriend to this other female friend. Now, why would you have to do that? You don't have... That's that's a problem. And not here's the other thing too, right? If the guy, if a male friend did that, they, I don't believe that any girl would think there's an ulterior motive for them. I think if if Melissa or any girlfriend I had has saw or heard me trying to defend Melissa or whoever girlfriend I'm with to her, she would feel like that girl was trying to steal me away or has some ulterior motives and break up our relationship. I don't think that any girl could hear another girl bash her on the phone, talking to her man and feel like, okay, this is perfectly fine because they're friends. I don't think so. So I think that would cause an issue. Those are two. Those are two main reasons why I do not think that male and females can be friends. I know a lot of women think that they have male friends, and they think that well, this friend would never try and do anything with me, or not even so. I think a lot of girls feel like this. They go, "I would never talk to him. I would what? That's my friend. I would never talk to him like that. What? Now, I think that's funny because if you feel like that, right? I. Knowing how women operate, all he has to do is make you like him, right? There's something about him that you probably already like because y'all are friends in the first place, but there's also something about him that you feel probably makes him a an unattractive male or somebody that can't take care of you and make you feel safe. If he would have then fixed that thing, you'd have a very hard time trying not to be attracted to him. And another thing too, I think with women, uh, it goes back to the phone call uh, situation. I don't, how, how, what kind of friend, this is the third thing I was going to say. What kind of, what do you consider a friend? What can you do for your friend? It, can you do those same things for the opposite sex friend? 
are you going if i want to call one of my guy friends say, yo bro we have we got to florida right now we're about to go to miami and chill for the weekend bro we have to go you know for a week to miami that's not a problem i already know that if i was to try and say hey you know me and this female friend we going to florida for the week be like what what you mean i going to florida for the week well why are you doing that oh you know there's people down there we trying to go hang out go to the party can I come? Nah, don't worry. It's not for you. It's me and her. We going. Don't worry about it. How many girls? First of all, I want to know how many girls have, 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 allowed, have allowed that to happen or would allow that to happen. Uh, your boyfriend is going on vacation with another woman. Now, let's not even say vacation. Can they go to a theme park together without you? Can they go out to eat? Maybe out to eat. You might, you might be okay with out to eat, right? How often though? Can they do it once a week? They hang out and go, to, go out to eat? Is that cool with you? I don't because here's my thing. If it was the same sex, you wouldn't even bat an eye if I told you I'm hanging out with my friend once a week. If I'm going out to the to the theme park with my friend, if we're going driving around with my yo, who's downstairs? Oh, my friend, we have to go hang out. If it was a guy, it's no problem. If a girl was saying, "Yo, you're trying to play basketball today," it would become a problem. It just it it can't. You cannot be friends with the opposite sex. Now, I think you can be acquaintances. You can be uh, very strong acquaintances because. You can talk to them, you can hang out with them, you can do those things, but to me, I wouldn't consider that a friend because there are certain things you can't do for them because that then crosses the line of, okay, this is kind of strange and it will put a hindrance on your relationship. If one of my female friends was calling me at two, three o'clock in the morning every night, it's like, yo, I can't be there for you because I have a girlfriend. So it's like, damn, are we really friends? It's like, I don't consider us friends at that point. Like if I'm calling my friend and I'm like, yo, bro, I need your help. And you're like, yo, I can't help you. We're not really friends. We we cool, but we're not friends. If I can't come to you for help, we're not really we're not really friends. That's how I look at it. We're just acquaintances, um, which is not a problem. I think a lot of times people have a problem with saying that somebody's an acquaintance. I feel like it does some type of it's a type of distancing language. People feel offended by it, which is it is what it is. I feel like if you say we're cool, that's better than saying we're friends. So it's just how I feel about it. Um, but you know, like I said, I see a lot of guys try to be friends with girls i've seen girls try to be friends with guys and i know girls have a lot of times or a lot of stories where the guy is trying to fuck he's flirting with them i know guys have a lot of stories where the girl is you know hey oh wow, damn your girl why your girl so skinny oh was she always that skinny or damn you love the skinny ones don't you You love them little, them little twigs right it's just it's it's all it's gonna happen all the time it's gonna happen all the time so i for me i try to keep a distance a little bit between them and then also there's another thing too right it's the last thing about this if i have a problem with my girlfriend i can call my male friend and be like yo bro listen she wallin bro bugging the fuck out just shit crazy craziness right and i think that a girl melissa in that situation would understand i feel like she'd be like you know what fine you'll talk to your male friend about us having a problem sure i get it things bother you if i if she knew that I was calling other women and saying yo listen I really can't deal with this. I'm tired of this. I don't want to be doing this. I can't believe this is happening. Think about it. Think you a girl. That caused some red flags. I'm pretty sure even in your soul, you're like, what? Why you? What you mean? You call her and told her that? Why? Why you call her? So that's just belief. That's my reason why I don't think that men and women can be friends. And if they are friends, somebody is just trying to uh, push down their feelings they have for the other one. That's it. And they just hold it down until they find somebody or uh, the other person finds somebody and they stop talking to you as much. It just it is what it is. Y'all both wait for somebody to find. Y'all are both waiting for one of y'all to find somebody to then distance yourself from the other person. Um. So, yeah, but I do want to end that part off with this. I had a conversation recently within the last month or two with my mother, and she told me that my father did not have female friends. So I don't know if the reason that I don't have female friends is because I inherited some type of characteristic trait from him that makes me flirt with women. It could be that. Or it could be that he knew you can't be friends with women. I don't know. It's one or the other. But I just want to put that out there. I didn't want it to be like, oh, I, I want to make sure I put both sides of the story. My dad didn't have female friends. That's probably what I prefer not to have female friends while i have a girlfriend i feel like when i'm single it's different while i have a girlfriend that's a different story that's what i've learned um but i think oh the the life update uh, i think this is the last one that i want to touch on 
Um, this is somebody. Her name is Madison Brown on on YouTube, right? M A D I S Y N B R O W N. Now she's very attractive to me, and she made a video that says talks about pretty privilege, right? And I think that it's very funny to me how everybody has a privilege that they complain about. It's so strange to me because her plight with having pretty privilege that people come up to her on the street and she doesn't know if they want to actually be with her for her or they just want to have sex with her, right? And I always think it's funny because all every single person has that insecurity no matter where the spectrum you are whether you are drop dead gorgeous you're like oh my god i can't find a bike i'm too pretty or if you're too ugly like damn i can't find a bike i'm too ugly if you're skinny i can't find a bike i'm too skinny if you're fat i'm too fat if you're successful it's like damn nobody's as, as, as successful as me that wants me i don't know what to do and i just always think it's funny because no matter where you are in that spectrum you're going to have the insecurity about what privilege you think you have and why you aren't able to get what you what you want so that makes me believe that it's probably not really real right i personally believe that let's say that in her situation that she's very attractive right i don't think that it would be hard to find somebody that likes you if you're being you now what i did notice from watching her videos this is my uh my my what i call this Mm, my analysis of what I saw in the video. She's selling sex on her on her channel. And I don't mean she's selling her body for sex. I mean that she is pushing her attractiveness to get her more viewers. So because she knows she's attractive, she's using that to garner attention. I believe she is self-educated. So I also believe that an educated, attractive woman is going to attract certain kinds of people, right? Now... I believe she has the option to go and do something different to get more people on her channel or whether it be on the street, right? A lot of successful people who are rich, who are attractive, who are good at something, they usually don't have to deal with, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that right. They think that the people they are getting is because of the privilege that they have. And I personally don't believe that. I feel like you get what you put out there. So if you are flaunting how rich you are, you are going to get people that want you because you have money. If you are flaunting how pretty you are, you are going to get people who want you because you are pretty. That's just how it is. If you walk down the street, right? and you have big breasts, and you decide that you want to wear a shirt that shows your big breasts, you can't then go and say, I don't know why people always want me for my breasts, or people always want me for my body. I don't understand. You are That's all you're showing. If you're showing, you go outside and you buy the most expensive car. You go outside and you buy the biggest house. You post it on Instagram. You go and you, ha you have your breasts out on, on camera. You have your ass out on camera. You're like, oh my God, people just... Ah, people are so messed up these days. They come up to me and they go, hey, and, and as soon as I talk to them, I can just tell they want money. They want to have sex. And it's like, well, yes, that, yes, that's, that's what you get. That's what you're selling. So they're going to try and buy what it is that you're selling. Now, as a girl walking on the street, right? I think that's funny. I read a comment on the girl's uh, video, right? Which is very, I never thought about this. So I'm curious what you think about this. This one of the comments had said that this girl felt a type of way by the video and other videos about catcalling because she does not get catcalled. So she is she felt kind of offended that people always talk about getting catcalled because now she's like, damn, I don't get catcalled. Am I ugly? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I can see why she would think that. Mm hmm. Because that, that's a sign in society that you're attractive. Mm -hmm. But because she doesn't get catcalled, she doesn't know that it's uncomfortable to get catcalled. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's, 
it's pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the grass is green on Because the women that's getting catcalled, they don't want to get catcalled. The women that's not are asking to get catcalled. Huh? And the women that are not getting catcalled want to get catcalled. I think women, first of all, here's what I think. I think women love getting cat called. I think y'all all love it. I think what y'all see, I see the smile coming in your face. No, I think it's nice to be complimented. I think you're being complimented. What's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is, I feel like there's a line. Uh-huh. You, you, I could walk down the street or whatever, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, you look nice or whatever. And it's like, okay, thank you. But then you want to start following me. Now you're trying to close in on this conversation. And it's like, you, I thought you were giving me a compliment. I'm trying to fuck your pussy but that's not what is happening I think women like getting complimented like you know I ain't do my hair and my makeup and my outfit and whatever for no reason Uh I want to appreciate how great I look Uh however that don't mean that you just gonna pick me up off the street like a doll like a couch and then just put me in your trunk and then now we going about your business I mean I feel like that's not really catcalling that's kidnapping so I think Listen, no, I get what you're saying. I think that women want male attention. Compliments? Attention from men. And I think this is what I was saying earlier is that they. I, here's what I, I believe that. The, I, I, I think certain kinds of women get certain kinds of attention. That's what I think. What is that? I think that, and I know women hate guys that say this, but I think certain kinds of women get certain kinds of attention. I don't think that uh, women that act a certain way get treated the same way as women that act a different way. An example would be, I think a girl who knows that she's attractive does things because she's attractive. I think she exudes the fact she knows she's attractive, right? Like, for example, if I think of one of my friend's ex-girlfriends, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Who worked at that restaurant? Okay. I think that she goes outside and sells sex when she walks around. And I think guys will try to treat her like that, right? I think girls who are very insecure about how they look, who don't take care of themselves, who just kind of reside into themselves, don't get catcalled as much as girls who are trying to sell sex. I also think that the type of guys that are attracted to them differ based on how they act. I don't, I don't think don't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I feel like a guy will catcall you if they find you attractive. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily have to be doing anything to be really catcalled, to be honest. You can go outside and just have your natural hair. It's like, oh, now I want to talk to you. I can see that. Or, or like, just be wearing a regular outfit. Not even like showing cleavage or nothing, or whatever, whatever guys find attractive, uh, overtly attractive, and you mm. can still get a catcall. So it's just like, but I think, yeah, 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 definitely. So I don't. Know. Yeah, I can see that. Also talking to someone that only wears crop tops and shorts. So in my head, that's regular. That's a regular fit. But apparently, to a lot of people, it's not. I don't think the Walmart Kelly stamps would wear that outfit. Listen, I, uh, I get what you're saying. I, I, I do agree um, that if a guy finds you attractive, he will catcall you. I personally don't think anything's wrong with catcalling. I never understood why that was an issue that girls had. I think that once the guy walks up to you, that's different. I have heard girls say they feel uncomfortable. Uh, I just want to kind of throw a tidbit in there. I've been watching this guy. His name is L-A-W-H-F, I think. he's It's funny because he's actually very popular, and I just found him right now. And he does this series called Chatting With, which I think is great. That's actually something I want to do. I think it would be great to have an interview with a girl that gets catcalled all the time. 
and I want to know what are the problems with being catcalled? Like, why does that bother you? What, 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 what do you like? What are your thoughts on getting catcalled all the time? That's something I want to know. Like, without them having to do anything. Uh, sure. This, yeah, this is a girl they feel like is always catcalled. What, what does that? Why do you think it happens? Where does it come from? How do you feel about it? What do you do about it? Do you change how you dress or act because of that? Do you go out with the intention of getting that? Um, like I said, the girl I, I watched, I'm pretty sure she gets catcalled because she wears things that would require her to get catcalled. But then it comes down to, again, like I said before, I think that men who are of low quality will be deterred by a woman of confidence. That's what I think. I don't think men with low confidence walk up to you or men that ain't shit walk up to you and try and talk to you and they know they ain't shit. I feel like they do that all the time. Really? All the time. And then they bring you into their house with no bedroom. But how you get into their house? Ah. <laughs> how you get into their house? <laughs> how that? You know that just because a guy may come up to you that you think is like, okay, he might match your fly whatever, y'all cool. Uh-huh. Honestly, it doesn't really matter if he ain't got no bedroom or whatever. But it's just like, you never know who you're talking to um, until you start talking to them. So, mm. what it is. But there was something else that I wanted to say too about this. But I forgot. I forgot. Um, yeah, I think women only have, I, well, I personally only have a problem when someone starts either. Because if you're giving me a compliment, that doesn't require me talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's an entitlement. Y'all feel entitled. You men feel entitled to women's bodies, to women's time, women's attention. And just because you gave me a compliment, you feel like you gave me something, it doesn't mean I now have to stop what I'm doing. I, maybe I'm trying to get to the train. Maybe I'm trying to... <laughs> maybe I'm trying to do... Like, there's legitimate times when you just cannot talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if you're cute, I might stop and talk to you. But if you're not, I'm sorry. Or I don't find you attractive. You're saying the girl to the guy? Or yeah, guy? the girl to the guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. But just because you complimented me does not mean that I have to now talk to you. And I think that's where the problem comes in with getting catcalled. Because you don't know how far this person is going to take the situation. Are they just going to give you a compliment and go about their day? Mm-hmm. Or are they then going to try and walk in the same... Like, do you know how weird that is? Someone that's... You guys are walking in opposite directions initially. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to you, they start walking the same direction as you, and you're going in the opposite direction of which they were walking. That be happening to you? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, where are you? Because now I don't even know where you're, you're going. Where I'm <laughs> and it's like I don't know you. Where are you? Where? Where am I? Like, what is happening here? So you know what you gotta do? You gotta say, "Ah, oh, shit, I'm going the wrong way," and you turn around and go the other way. But where I'm going is really that but, way. But no matter. And you just turn around and go the other way. And then he turns and go, he go, wait, sir, is this, is that way? Oh, is that way? My bad. I thought I was going, okay. And then you go the other way. And he, he goes, sir, are you following me? What so you got to do? Got him with that. But, okay, sure. If you have time to play these games. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, everybody don't have the time for that. Mm-hmm. So that's my main, that's my, that's what I think women's main thing about. Well, that's my personal main thing when it comes to cat calling. Mm-hmm. Like, are you not going to try and follow me? Are you not going to try and touch me? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you? what is your goal here? I already told you I have a boyfriend. Y'all be like, oh, well, okay, and? Oh, that's what y'all all say. Yeah, like, they, yeah they all say that. Bro, okay, you found me attractive, right? Maybe somebody else found me attractive, and maybe but I'm y'all be, But them. y'all be lying. Not everyone is lying. Most of them are lying. Well, maybe they don't want to talk to you. Y'all should say that. Donovan, yeah, we punched in the face. Y'all be saying, listen, if I come to a girl and say, hey, I'm trying to fuck, and she goes, I have a boyfriend. That, you're not telling me no. You're saying that I would fuck if I didn't have a boyfriend. Bruh, okay, I understand what you're saying, uh-huh. right? But the thing is, it's very, it's very weird. It's a very weird situation to be in where it's like you don't want to get the guy upset yes. because you don't really know what might happen from getting them upset. And where does that come from? That comes from like images you see on social media and stuff like that. Now, how often those things actually occur, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I have the image in my head that if I tell this man I don't want to talk to you, he gonna punch me in my face. Well, how you how you say it? See, there's a lot of nuance there. I might think I'm saying it the proper way. He might hear it a different way than I said it. If you say it, you probably saying it the wrong way. If he gets a so, I mean, this is see, see, if I say I have a boyfriend, 
this this is a very low chance of me getting punched in the face from saying that statement. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. If I say it with the wrong inflection, saying I I don't want to talk to you, then if you say possibility, I might get punched in the face. But when would you say I have a boyfriend? When he says hi. When he starts to when he goes past the point. Would you say no? Thank you. No, thank you to what? Whatever he's offering. But the thing is that y'all don't stop there. Y'all don't stop at the no thank you. So you ask them, hey, are you are are you trying to get my number even though I said no thank you? Why are you doing that? Just be like, I don't why are you trying to get my number after I said I don't want to give you my number? Listen, listen. 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 What you say makes sense, right? It makes sense. You can say, hey, I've never tried that before. You're a handsome guy, I just I'm not I'm okay right now. I'm not looking to get anybody. See, you're trying to get us messed up right now. How you? I want to get you messed up because it, it all comes down to the person being able and what to. What happens if there's other guys there that's overhearing this conversation? What? What are they gonna do? Sometimes y'all be acting weird when y'all in front of other men. That's why you hit them with the listen. Listen, you all right? Just today's not the day. It's terrible, Dom. It's terrible. Advice. I'm just telling you. But either way. Funny enough, because I don't even think this was a topic I, I meant to bring up. Time to uh, move on to the next segment, which is episode playback. I'm going to make this as quick as I can. Uh, sitting still, something I have to work on. I did. I think I did well in the intro. I wasn't jiggling and gyrating all over the place like this. Can I stop doing that? Uh, move the mic in front of my mouth. So I think that where I have the mic right now is good. I increased the gain, and I think that it sounds a lot better and I don't have to be as close to the mic to get that sound that I want to hear. So that's good. I will know how good it sounds later once I actually go and uh, edit this video. Um, what's something else I've learned? This is just a communication tip. When you speak fast, or let me say this. When I speak fast, that is because I think that people don't want to hear what I'm saying. So I will speak fast so I can get it all out because I do not want to lose their attention. However, what I've learned from communication is that if you speak slower, people are more attentive to what you are saying. So that's something that I've learned, you know, over the last couple of years about speaking and I'm, you know, incorporating it more into this. Another thing I've learned for myself is that the T's are really what fucked me up. It's the T's. I do not say my T's and I think today I did say my T's. There was a word that I said last week that really, uh, what word? Sit, sit, you, situation, situation. Now that word is spelled S-I-T-U-A-T-I-O-N. But for whatever reason, I s pronounce it sitch. There's no C-H there. And I don't know where the TH sound comes from. Situation. Sit U H situation. That's how it's supposed to be. Situation. Situation. I always say situation. And I don't think that's how it's pronounced. That will cause me to mess up my other words when I'm talking. So that's something I gotta work on. A lot of these words, listen, a lot of people, mainly people probably in the hood, do not know the English language, which is fine. We know a different kind of language that is not necessarily uh proper English. It's something, but it's not that. Uh so you know. That's something else we got to work on. Uh, what else? I had on my, my thing from last week that I want to go over. Um, my mouth be sounding crazy. So a lot of times I'll hear myself like, like that. Terrible. I got to fix that. I have a pop filter, which I might start using depending on how this episode, this episode sounds. And that will definitely help. Yeah, I definitely think I went over. I went too far over in the uh, life update. That's my fault. Um, I got to cut out the burps and the yawns. That's something I definitely know that I need to, it doesn't sound good. And I have talked about this before on the podcast, but I, I always forget how bad it does sound. So it doesn't like listening to it while I was riding to Melissa's house, Melissa's mom's house. It sounds really bad. It doesn't sound good at all. It doesn't sound like, Oh, you know, kind of like, Oh, excuse me type of thing. It's like, nah, this is really bad. Um, I like my energy from last week, but my pacing was not good. Again, I think today I was able to keep my pacing down and my energy seemed to be pretty good and leveled off. I do think because I had myself shown on the television that helped with me, um, that helped with me speaking and being a little bit more lively because I, because I could see myself on the, te on the television. Okay. Got to get those T's in there and them THs, the and T, don't be fucking me up. Um, what else? Oh, like I said, so I had, yeah, you could probably see my mouth. I moved the mic away from my face. So it was not as close. So that kind of helps. 
And like I said, I turned the gain up. So I'm curious to see how this sounds. This might sound really good. I actually enjoy how it sounds right now. This gain is good. It's high. Um, intro sounds really good, but I need to change the ad in the beginning. I'm getting old. The ad's old now at this point. Um, I've gotten, I've become a better speaker for the podcast. So because of that, I need a different ad. Uh, my mind is a little bit different than it was when I made that ad. So anything I produce now will probably be better than what the ad that is currently there is. So that is something I can't say when I'll do that because we're doing a lot of stuff with Airbnb and renovations and a bunch of other stuff. So I'll fix that at some point. Um, and oh, it's the last thing. Moving my entire mouth. There was a video that I saw of DC Young Fly a while back. He talks about talking in his professional voice. And because he is from Atlanta, he does not really open his mouth a lot when he speaks. I realized that that is a big reason why I do not enunciate my words because a lot of the times my mouth is closed like so. So because my mouth is closed like this, you can't really see, you know, I'm just like, hey man, what's going on? This is crazy, you know, something like that. And that really doesn't bode well when you're on camera talking. So there's that. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. There were two things I want to get about, get on in episode playback, but I'll save that for next week. Um, and I had a topic of the day, but like I said, life update ran pretty long. Today was a little off because Melissa was not producing today. So it wasn't as smooth a transition to start the podcast as normal. So, you know, consistency though, it's all about trying to just keep going and getting better every week and just take in whatever comes with that week. That's how I look at it. Um, but the two topics, I, the one topic I want to discuss was girls have to choose between being the guy he wants to have sex with or the guy he wants to marry can't be both now that's interesting conversation because i still have to kind of flush that one out which is why i had the podcast so that was an oh i didn't rate last week's episode or this one i'll give this one a 6.57 i think mm, i say a strong seven i think that i definitely didn't touch on everything i wanted to so i had to rush the ending of it so that's never good but I think up until that point, my pacing was pretty good. I think the storytelling was pretty good. Um, I definitely think, like I said, I got off topic a little bit. I got to get better at that. And like I said, other than that, it seemed, it seemed uh, pretty good. So, um, but we will be back here next Tuesday. If you haven't already, you can go check out our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And you have the beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We have six different projects, all right? We got the food project. We got the clothing project. We got the music project. We got the fitness project. We got the sports project. And we have the Bamboo Project podcast, which you just finished listening to right now. You know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2021. We going up all year. You know the vibes. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out.